And the employment hour is back. Contact anytime. You know how to get a hold of Lior and the crew. Simple. Keep number 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com. We will talk about the severance pay calculator in just a bit. This is an amazing tool. It's online. It's free. And you will not believe how many people have uh, benefited from using this thing. We'll get to that in uh, further detail as we continue on here. As always, we talk about a variety of topics on the show. We get to emails as well. So questions, bring them on at the aforementioned email address. And we will get to uh, to all that as well. We do the weekend shows here, and of course, we do Monday nights live, uh, Wednesday nights live, and you will catch Employment Hour in thirty on Global TV and CTV. So we are all over. You are again, as I've said, Lior, the king of all media. You have dethroned Howard Stern. You are now the guy. So I hope you can uh, live up to the uh, the high mantle that you're on. But uh, we got lots. I'll, of stuff I'll to do get my through. best, John. It's it's a really high uh, thing to strive for, but I'll, I'll certainly try. Yeah, Baba Booey. I'm sure you get to all that, but we always start with the uh, the week that was. What's uh, what's going on in your world? Well, you know, the king of all media always keeps busy, that's for sure. Uh, and, and it's certainly uh, been a busy week, busy few weeks, actually, and as we get into the really the, the dog days of summer now. But uh, it's uh, it's great to, to still understand that people have questions and people want to know what's going on at work and if their employer can or cannot do certain things to them, then... This is really what I'm all about in terms of my practice, and this is what this show is all about, to demystify the workplace law issues and and to answer questions and to help you understand what your rights are if you're facing a problem at work. And let's face it, at some point during the course of your working days, you're going to have some issues, some questions, maybe even some problems, and hopefully tuning to us, you'll know how to deal with them, you know what your rights are, and any questions, anything you want to discuss privately, Give me a call or email me at any time. Uh, your, my contact information is going to be uh, circulated many times throughout the show. And the week there was a couple situations that came across uh, my desk. First one, uh, I, uh, I spoke with a, a lady that found herself in a, in a bit of a, of a conundrum. She had scheduled her vacation for the summer, uh, as she does uh, every year, and, and she was going to be uh, away uh, the last two weeks of July with her family. She had scheduled it back in March, I believe it was company approved it. She had bought tickets. I think she was going uh, somewhere into the U.S. and maybe taking a cruise. In any event, uh, everything is fine except two weeks before she's scheduled to leave. So in the early part of July, her employer tells her, uh, we've had some uh, some staffing issues. Um, we, we're short-staffed. You can't take that vacation that you've planned. Hopefully, you can take it later this summer or, or, or maybe another time, but we need you. You, you can't go. And she was completely distraught, and she said, well, wait a second, I've booked this, my, my husband already has time off work, we've booked our, our trip, our cruise, I can't just change that. And her employer said, well, too bad, we need you, and, and that's what it is. Well, wouldn't you know it, when the time came, she went on vacation. She went on her vacation yep. as scheduled, and you wouldn't be surprised to, to hear that when she came back, she came back to her employer telling her, uh, yeah, you don't have a job here anymore, you took off, even though we told you not to. We're firing, firing you for cause, obviously no severance, no compensation, out you go. And, and she was distraught. She understood that her employer is not going to be happy, but she really didn't know what to do. On the one hand, her employer is telling her not to go. On the other hand, she had booked a trip uh, months ago. She called me and she wanted to know, well, what are my rights here? Am I owed anything or did I just uh, mess up and, and that's the way it has to be? Well, here's the thing. An employer does have a right to say yes or no to vacation. So come in March, when she booked her uh, trip, if her employer said, no, we're not going to let you take that time off in July, 
Well, she wasn't. She wouldn't have been able to book it. But once her employer approved it, once she went ahead and, and relied on it and booked the trip and made arrangements and spent the money, the company can't just expect her to change everything just because they asked her to. It, that's unreasonable. That's an unreasonable demand. So what happens in this situation? The company made an unreasonable demand. If she doesn't comply with that, that does not mean that she's guilty of misconduct. So in my opinion, in my view, this is not a termination for cause. This is a termination that entitles her to severance. She's been there for five years. She's going to be looking at seven as much as eight months even of compensation. But I'm bringing this up to, to uh, remind everyone that, yes, you should be consulting with your employer. You have to be consulting with your employer before booking a vacation. But once that vacation is approved, once it's kind of set in stone, the company can't take it away. The company can't make demands of you to change it, and they can't punish you if you refuse to do it. So there's an important lesson there, and, and really it comes down to let's all be reasonable. Uh, let's all try to make things work and, and not make any demands that are going to put people in very difficult situations. Now, I know you got another matter to uh, talk about before we break, but a little uh, people don't often know that the the employer, when it comes to vacation, they can schedule your vacation, meaning they can tell you when to take time off. That's a different issue, right? They can. And so a company, hypothetically speaking, can have a policy is you don't schedule your vacation, we'll schedule it for right. you. So, Bob, you're taking the first week in January. Uh, Larry, you're <laughs> taking the second week in uh, June, whatever it is. Yeah. The reason most companies don't do that is because you would have extremely unhappy employees and no one wants that. But yes, companies do have a right to schedule it. They have a, the ultimate say in, in when you can or cannot go on vacation. But once it's approved, once you've booked it, they can't just change their mind. What else you got going on, pal? So I spoke with a, a gentleman who had worked um, doing some bookkeeping for a small retail uh, operation. Uh, and for the past few years, is exclusively he had been working from home. So he'd uh, he'd get the information that he needed sent to him. He'd do the bookkeeping, send back the information to the uh, to his employer. Uh, he did this on a part-time basis, three times a week. Uh, you know, made a, made a decent income. You know, he wasn't looking for full-time hours, and everything was fine. He'd been doing it for a while. Well, recently, his employer decided that he wanted all the work to be done at their offices. Uh, for him to come in three times a week, do his work, whatever it is, three or four hours per day, and go home. Well, this gentleman had scheduled his entire life around working from home. He had other commitments, he had other responsibilities, and he wasn't able to, to travel and, and go work at the offices and come back. Now, in fairness to the company, I think because uh, they, they were being audited, they had legitimate reasons as to why they wanted him to work at their offices. But the problem is they cannot make that change. It's still a big deal. And this company was dumbfounded when I approached them and I said to them, well, you can't make this change. And they said, well, what are you talking about? It's our business. If we want the work to be done at our offices, we have a right to do that. Well, that is wrong, wrong, wrong. You cannot, as an employer, change the terms of employment in a significant way. And telling an employee that's working only from home to now work in the office is a significant change. It's a big deal. Just like the employee couldn't go to the employer and say, I, I've been working in the office. I've decided that from now on, I'm only going to work from home. The employee right. couldn't do that. Well, the employer can't do the other thing either. So this company is going to have to pay severance uh, if they decide to terminate this employee for not, uh, not coming into work in the office. 
So irrespective of whether or not they have a good reason to do it, they cannot change terms of employment. And this doesn't just apply to working from home or at the office. It applies to everything. They can't change compensation. They can't change job responsibilities in a significant way, work location. When a company makes a big change, you do have a right as an employee to say thanks, but no thanks. We're going to take our short break. Uh, employment rights, workplace rights, you have tons. You want to preserve them. We're going to tell you how by doing the, telling you the things you're not supposed to be doing. That's coming up after a short break. In the meantime, you need to get a hold of Lior. It's 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmenthour.com. It is the Employment Hour. It's right here on Global News Radio. The number is 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior and the rest of the team if you need to do so. It's very simple as well to use help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to some of your emails here uh, very shortly, and we'll talk about uh, preserving your workplace rights momentarily. But I did mention back in the uh, beginning of the show, Lior, about the severance pay calculator, and I was talking to a friend of mine about, uh, he also he's also on the air here on 640, and uh, we were talking about that and how, how much success you've had with creating this calculator, basically letting people know, giving them a ballpark figure of what their uh, severance should be. It's very simple. It's easy to use. It's three questions. There's no commitment, blah, blah, blah. And when I told him that over 550,000 people had used this thing, his jaw hit the floor. <laughs> I see. I, he goes, I got to build something like that for my business. I said, yes, you should build something like that for whatever your business is because these things work, right? Well, it, it works. And you know, this information, up until we created the calculator, that was five plus years ago now, uh, this is information that people didn't have, and to get that information, they'd have to schedule a consultation with a lawyer, and many were concerned about legal fees, and sure. is it worth it, does it make any sense? So the, the net result of that were people went ahead without that information, and because of that, they accepted severance offers that were pennies on the dollar, because they didn't know any better, and they didn't know how to get the information. And I said, no, that, that cannot be. It's information that's not complicated to get, uh, but it's not otherwise available. So I created the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. And what it does, as you've said, John, is allows anyone to find out in seconds how much severance they're actually owed. And I created it literally to give people that information. I have no ulterior motives. There's no strings attached here. You don't pay for it. You don't put your name if you don't want to. You don't put your company's name. Right. Uh, it's only there for your information. You log on to severancepaycalculator.com. Like 550,000 plus people have done uh, so far. You answer the three questions. What is your age? What job do you have? And the length of your employment. And you find out how much severance you are owed. And you, you don't have to wait to use it until you actually are let go. You can use it at any time if you're just curious or maybe you're worried that the company's making some changes and they're going to have to let you go at some point. Go to severancepaycalculator.com, find out how much you're owed, and believe me, the reason I created this is because it's not a week pay per year of service or any other such formula. Take the severancepaycalculator.com challenge, go check it out. Any questions, you can also contact me if you want directly from that website. A cool list we're going to talk about now for uh, part of the uh, remainder of the show anyway, that with some emails, is if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do these things. Why is this so important? <laughs> well, it's so important, John, is uh, because whenever someone calls me and they present me with a problem, I go through a series of questions to find out that they haven't already compromised their rights, that they haven't already given up their rights before I'm in a position to help them. A lot of people don't necessarily know what their rights are and they don't know how to preserve them. And, and because of that, they do things that compromise their rights and then later on they find out, oh my gosh, 
now I can't actually stand up from, from what I'm owed. I cannot actually get what's coming to me. So I want to make sure that we go through some things that you have to keep in mind, things you don't want to do. Because if you do those things, you're going to give up your rights and you're going to make it almost impossible to get what the law says you should have. Let's get to the first one. The first one is don't sign employment agreements without knowing exactly what you are signing. This couldn't be more uh, emphasized, right? It cannot be more emphasized and it's a great place to start. And, And an employment agreement is an extremely important document. If you think about it, you spend more time at work than you do doing anything else. You spend more sure. time working than you spend uh, on, on hanging out with your family, with your friends, uh, doing your hobbies. You spend most of your time at work. And the employment agreement is the document that governs what happens at work. So just because of that, it's an important document. Most people don't necessarily know what they're agreeing to. They look at obvious things. They look at the salary, they look at the vacation, and mm-hmm. if they're happy with that, they're gonna sign the employment agreement but not so fast. An employment agreement has and often has other terms that you have to be aware of, terms that limit your severance, terms that allow the company to change your jobs, terms that allow the company not to pay you bonus, that allow the company to lay you off temporarily. And if you sign an employment agreement with these bad terms, you're giving up your rights. The law says the company can't do all these bad things to you unless you give them the right to do that in an employment agreement. And that's what often I see people do. You don't want to do that. You ought to be careful. If you're not sure what something means, if you're not 100% sure what it means, call me, call someone else if you don't want to talk to me, but understand what you're signing. Once you sign it, in almost every case, it's too late to do anything about it, John. And if uh, that number you're wondering what that would be, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred help at employmenthour.com. We're talking about things to preserve your workplace rights and things you do not want to do. Another one, and, and you put us on here, we haven't really talked about this much, and that is take one for the team at your expense. Yeah, and, and you know, what I mean by that is sometimes, you know, people want to be kind of good team players. And, okay, well, you know, I'm not happy with what the company's doing there. Uh, they're going to maybe give me a bit of a pay cut, but I'm going to take one for the team. Uh, I'm going to be a good team player, a good soldier, and I'm going to accept it. Well, the problem with that, the problem is, is this. If the company is going to give you a, a 5% pay cut and you say, you know what, I'm not happy, but I can live with that. If, if right. that's the only thing that they ever did to you, you may say, okay, you know what, I'll take one for the team. No big deal. The problem with taking one for the team is even though you think you're just it's, it's a one-off, you're giving the company the right to do it again and again and again. So all of a sudden, it's not just take one for the team, it's take 50 for the team. Uh, it's a big deal. It's a big problem. So when something happens, it's not positive. A change in terms of employment. Uh, a perk is taken away. A benefit is taken away. You can't just automatically think, well, I'll be the good guy, the good soldier, and I'll, I'll accept it. You want to think long term. What does this mean? Does that mean that now I've created this uh, precedent, that I've given the company the right to do it again? Mm -hmm. If that's the case, can you live with that? You may be better off to say to the company, no. I know that uh, you want me to be the good soldier, but I gotta think about myself, I gotta think about my family and my future prospects, so I'm gonna say no. And if you're gonna do it anyway, then I may have to treat that as a constructive dismissal. So oftentimes people compromise their rights, give away their rights, by taking one for the team, being trying to be the good person, the good employee, but by doing that, they're they're not realizing how much exactly they're compromising. 
the list of things you want to do or not do if you want to preserve your workplace rights. We'll continue with that. Get in your emails as well in the meantime to get a hold of Lior and the rest of the team. one 821 5900 And we'll return with one of your emails, help at employmenthour.com as well. This is the Employment Hour. It's here on Global News Radio. one 821 5900 is the number. It is help at employmenthour.com. You'll want to reach Lior and ask him a question through uh, through that email. You can do so. Uh, we'll get to one from Henry before we get back to our list of things you should be doing or not be doing to preserve your workplace rights because you've got a ton of stuff in your corner. Uh, Henry says, I received a few warnings over the last three years with respect to my work performance. How many warnings does my employer have to provide me before they can let me go for cause? I get questions like that from employees, just like uh, like this one, and I get questions like that from an employer too. Oh. So we, we have this employee, we give them some warnings based on the conduct that they're engaged in. Uh, how many warnings? How many? How long do we have to take it before we can let someone go for cause? Well, unfortunately, there's no clear-cut number. There's no number that well, you did three warnings, therefore you can let someone go for cause. Remember, it's very difficult to terminate for cause. It's the death penalty. It's the ultimate punishment that the employer can impose. So what that means is that the punishment has to fit the crime. So if I've been late five times, uh, but it's you know a couple minutes each time, that actually may not be enough to fire me for cause even after five, five times. Uh, but if I've missed a day of work without proper notice, and I've done that two or three times, that may be a cause if you've warned me properly. So depending how serious the offense is, depending how serious the misconduct is, uh, we'll know how many warnings are enough. In almost every situation, before the company fires for cause, they would have to give some warning, some uh, uh, to give the person the knowledge, the idea that if the conduct continues, they're going to fi- be fired for cause. Usually, the company can't just jump ahead and say, "Well, you did something wrong today, employee, so we're letting you go for cause." But how many times is a general guideline? I say that three is usually kind of an average number, but sometimes you need more, sometimes you need less. The devil's in the details. So I would need to know what exactly the person did, how big a deal it was, uh, over what period of time, how long they work there. The longer you work, the more difficult it is to be terminated for cause. Uh, so really keep in mind, the punishment always has to fit the crime. Henry, appreciate the uh, the email. Thanks for reaching out. You've got that email address. Obviously, the phone number to carry on, one 821 5900 We are talking about things, your workplace rights, and you want to preserve them. Don't ever do this list of things, and that's what we're getting through here. Really important stuff because a lot of people just simply don't know about any of these things or know very little, or there's a lot of misconception out there. Another one is don't accept a temporary layoff or other big change to the terms of your employment, which we discussed in the week that was, right? Yeah, and, and you know, a temporary layoff, I think, is a huge one we talked before also about taking one for the team and and you know this kind of flows into this uh, the idea being that a company is going to lay someone off temporarily and you may think well okay they'll call me back and hopefully once they do things will go back to the way uh, they were well remember that a company does not have a right to lay you off temporarily and by you giving them that right even though they don't have it you decide to give it to them by by giving to them what i mean is you sit at home and you wait for them to call you back and you go back to work when they call you back. Well, you've given them the right to do it again. That is the huge problem. And that is no way to work. Because if a company now all of a sudden has the right to lay you off temporarily, then you have zero security. That means they can lay you off whenever they want. And as long as they call you back within a certain period of time, well, there's nothing you can do about it. Obviously, that's not a way that most people can live. We need to have uh, an idea how much income we're going to have coming in and when it's going to come in. We can't just you know, work for a couple months, 
couple mo- uh, months, not work for a couple months. It doesn't work that way. So with a temporary layoff, I always say if the company lays you off temporarily, you need to take a long, hard look at treating that as a termination, as a constructive dismissal, and getting your severance and moving on to a different job. It's too dangerous to give the company that right to do it again and again and again. So when it comes to temporary layoffs or other big changes to the terms of employment, you're better off saying no. You're better off saying, I'm out of here, get my severance, and go to a job where they're not going to do that to you. You want to preserve your workplace rights? Don't ever do these things. Another one is don't forget about your employer when you are on a medical leave, right? Absolutely. Medical leave is very important. So, you know, it, it's a situation that does happen, and it's going to happen to most people at some point in their lifetime is there may be a health issue. It doesn't matter if it's an injury or a different health issue. Then you need to be off work, and that is fine. The law makes it very clear that you can be off as long as you need to be, as long as you have your doctor support. It could be a day, a week, a month, a year. Longer than that, no problem. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to forget about your employer. You don't want to just leave and have zero contact with the company. What you want to do instead is you want to be in touch with your employer. You want to give them an update every once in a while on what's happening with you. And by update, I'm not saying, oh, uh, you should tell them I'm taking this type of medication or I'm getting that type of treatment. No, that's not in the company's business. But what you should be telling them is, just so you know, I'm still seeing a doctor, I'm hoping to get better, or I should have an update for you in a month in terms of when I can come back to work. Be in touch with them. Let them know that you're still interested to come back to work, that you're still working towards coming back to work. If you're not in touch with them, if you ignore them, if you uh, lose communication, you're off for a while, they may think that in your mind you've abandoned your job, you're not coming back. And at that point, they may be reason- it may be reasonable of your employer to think, well, he's resigned, so we're going to move on and he's no longer our employee. You don't want that. That's a sure way to compromise your legal rights and your legal entitlements. Stay in touch with your employer. Uh, you don't have to do that every day. You don't even have to do that every week. But if you're off for a long time, I would say you know every six to eight weeks, if you can be in touch with your employer, uh, even if it's a short email, that's a good idea. You can't go wrong, and you might find out later that you preserved your job just by doing that. And talking about staying in touch and getting in touch, you want to do so with Lior and the rest of the team. You need them. Uh, just simply ask a question. You could do it even when the show is not around, one 821 Email is help at employmenthour.com, which is exactly where we're going to go through until we get back to our list of things uh, you want to do and not do to preserve your workplace rights. We'll get to more of that and your emails as we continue here with the Employment Hour on Global News Radio. Back with more of the Employment Hour. If you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this list of things. We'll get back to that after I get to another email. Fern writes in just moments ago, says, uh, I, uh, I was promised a promotion or last year. This year, I didn't get it. I was, it was given to someone else, and I was let go. Can my employer even do that? Yeah, you know, obviously that's not a nice employer, good employer, fair employer. But the real question is not are they good, nice, or fair. The question is, is this legal? Legal. And generally speaking, uh, if you've been passed over for a promotion, that's something the company is allowed to do unless, of course, they pass you over because of a, a, a discriminatory reason. So they don't give you the promotion because of your race, your ethnicity, your gender, uh, the fact that you're having a, a child. That is illegal. They cannot prevent you or they cannot uh, uh, refuse to give you a promotion or any perk for a discriminatory reason. But on the other hand, if they think, well, I'd rather hire and promote my uh, nephew than promote you, that's not nice or fair, but it's also not illegal. 
Okay, so in this situation, if if he if, if Fern wasn't discriminated against, the company, as as crappy as it is, can avoid giving a promotion and can also let him go. But of course, it's a question of severance. They would owe him severance. Uh, so that may that may not make Fern happy because he thought he's moving up in the company and now he's out of a job. But unless there's a discriminatory reason behind the company's actions, they are allowed to do it. They would have to pay severance. And something tells me if, if he is working for an employer that's going to treat him that way, it's also likely that the company is not offering him proper severance. Yeah. So, Fern, give me a call or go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out what the, whether what they've offered you is even close to being adequate. I'm happy to chat with you and happy to help you get everything that you wrote. Fern, that number, if you didn't know already, one 821 5900 You want to preserve your workplace rights. Don't ever do these things. We're getting through this list. This is important stuff. Make sure you listen in and take mental notes at least. Another one is don't quit unless it's completely voluntary. Key word being voluntary there, right? That is the key word. The, the oh. operative word is voluntary. You obviously can quit anytime you want. But you should not quit unless it's a decision that you made. Hey, I don't want to work here anymore. I want. I have another job I want to go to. I want to do something else with my life. No problem. Obviously, you quit. More power to you and, and all the best. But if you're going to quit because you think you don't have a choice or because someone's threatening you or because you find yourself in a difficult situation, that is a bad idea. At, at least it's a bad idea without doing a few things beforehand. First of all, if someone tells you you have to quit and you quit, that is not a resignation. Uh, you're not resigning at that point because someone's telling you you have to. Uh, a, a resignation has to be voluntary. And the problem is if you resign because you don't think you have a choice, later on it's going to be difficult to say, hey, I didn't really mean to resign, right? Yeah. And that's what I mean by giving up your your legal rights. You have a right to severance. But if it looks like you quit, well, the company's going to say, why should we pay him severance? Because he quit. So do not quit ever unless it's voluntary. Now, in some situations, you want to quit because it's a constructive dismissal. So maybe the company reduced your pay, as an example, and you're going to quit and treat that as a constructive dismissal. The trick there is when you quit and you want to send an email saying, I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving because I have another job or because I, I uh, you know, I have a better uh, opportunity somewhere else. I'm leaving because I can't accept the change that you've made. Yeah. I'm leaving because of that change in compensation or whatever the change is. Put that in writing. Make it clear. If you do that, you preserve your right to pursue a constructive dismissal. Better yet, if you find yourself in a situation where you feel you have to quit, call me. Let's talk about that. Let's make sure that there's no other options. Let's make sure that we do it right. But generally, if you quit, it should only be if it's voluntary, if you're doing it out of your own free will. If it's not that, you should not quit preserving your workplace rights that is what we are talking about here don't ever do this list of things and if there's any uh, gray area discrepancy you don't understand what we're talking about simple just call your and a member of his crew as well 1-855-821-5900 or simply help at employmenthour.com this one's a big one too and really no excuse since the advent of social media and email i mean you can't walk across the street and you'll know, flick a cigarette butter cross on a red light without someone taping it and putting it up on social so the big one is don't forget to document everything yeah, we probably should have even said, don't forget to document, document, document. Say yeah. it three times. Absolutely. Uh, probably the, the easiest way to compromise your legal rights is to get into a he said, she said right. type of a situation. It, it's very difficult to win those. And it's so unnecessary to be in that situation. If there's a problem, document it. If someone did something to you, document it. If, if uh, you had a meeting where they threatened you, 
documented. And the way you do that, the, my favorite way to do that, is send the relevant person an email confirming what happened. Send it at the time. Don't send it six months later. Send it whenever that happened. You had a meeting and you say, gosh, I wish there was a record of this meeting. No problem. Go back to your, your office, uh, close the door, turn on your computer, and send an email to the person saying, here's what just happened. Confirming that. Create that record. You can, if you want, you can even have a, a, a journal where you keep track of things that happen at the time that they happen. Because if you do that, later on, if we have to establish uh, those facts, if we have to establish those events, it's going to be so easy to do because you've documented it. So many times I speak with people where they find themselves in, in very difficult situations. The company did horrible things to them, but there's no evidence of it. There's no record. They didn't document and the company's not just going to say, yes, you're right, we did it, our bad, right? Uh -huh. You can't count on that happening. So it's your job, the employee, if you want to preserve your rights, to document everything and anything that's relevant. Anytime you get your spidey sense tingling and it says, you know what, I think something's going on here that's not right. Well, let's start documenting. Let's start being careful. And if it turns out that you were wrong, no problem. No, no harm, no foul. But if it turns out that you were right... Man, oh man, are you going to be happy that you've documented? So yes, the best way to preserve your rights is document absolutely everything. Yeah, I mean, verbal's no good anymore. It's nice to think that, but as you say, if it's not on paper, if there's no record, then it didn't happen for all intents and purposes, right? Doesn't exist if it's not in writing. For my not, Listen, I'm not suggesting that if you, you did document, you can't pursue your rights. I'm not saying that right. at all. All I'm saying is if you did document, it makes it that much easier, that much more straightforward, that much faster to pursue your rights, and that's, uh, that's really important. Preserving those workplace rights is what we're talking about. A few more points in that regard, and we're going to uh, take a short break. Return with one of your emails. It is help at employmenthour.com. The number, of course, keep it all times, 1-855-821-5900. Employment Hour, right here, Global News Radio. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That is the number you know and the one you keep. Help at employmenthour.com to get a hold of Lior. Ask your questions that way uh, as well. Miriam writes in, says, after I was let go, I signed my termination paperwork without speaking to a lawyer because I was very emotional and under a lot of stress. I think my severance offer was not good. Is there anything I can do about it? You know, my, my probably least favorite question to answer is, is that question. And, and unfortunately, it's one of the most common questions that I get. I get that all the time. I, I, not a week goes by where I don't get one or two of those. Uh, and, and, you know, the reason I say it's unfortunate or that I don't like answering it is because I have to give bad news. Once you sign off on that severance offer, once you sign off and accept the package that they've offered you, it doesn't really matter how bad or unfair it is. At that point, it's too late. Uh, once you have accepted it, once you put your signature on the dotted line, given the company back, uh, it's a deal. It's a bargain. It's a terrible deal, but it's still a deal. Now, people are going to say, and they do say, well, well, wait a second. That's not fair because they put pressure on me. They said that if I don't uh, sign it, they're not going to pay me. So how can I be held to it? Well, unfortunately, the law has made it clear that you know, as long as someone is an adult over the age of 18 uh, and they sign, they're bound to their agreement. Unless, of course, the company made some crazy threats, like uh, you know, if you if you uh, don't sign, then we're going to come to your house and you know, threat, you know, I mean, stuff that's ridiculous. Beyond that, if the company simply said, "Hey, we're offering you this, and if you don't accept it, we're not going to pay you anything," that is not right, but it doesn't get you out of that severance letter that you've accepted. So it's very, very simple. You do not sign. 
you do not sign that severance letter without agreeing to it, without knowing what you're actually signing, without getting advice. So, And there's really no excuse now. SeverancePayCalculator.com. You can do that from the privacy of your own home. You can do it on your smartphone. You can uh, you could do it in seconds and find out what you're owed because once you find out what you're owed, now you can make an informed decision. And if it's not a good offer, don't accept it. Call me. I'll help you negotiate it. It's not rocket science. These things don't take a long time. They're not complicated. They don't go to court. So there's really no excuse. But in this particular situation with this email, if you signed it and she did from what she says, I unfortunately cannot help. It, it, it is bad news, uh, but there's an important lesson there for everyone else listening. Want to preserve your workplace rights? Don't ever do these things. Our next one on the list, Lior, is uh, don't just accept unfair discipline or inaccurate performance reviews. Don't lay down, right? It's a surefire way to uh, compromise your rights and give up your rights is by, uh, you know, maybe that goes to the idea of being the good soldier. Well, you know, they said I've done this. I don't really agree, but I don't want to make too many waves, so I'll accept it. If someone gives you a negative performance review and you don't, you don't agree with it, or if someone gives you uh, puts you on a performance improvement plan and you don't agree with it, gives you discipline you don't agree with it, say so. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to be confrontational about it or uh, adversarial about it. It doesn't mean that. But it means that you have to be honest and you have to be clear and direct as to why you disagree. And so if they say you've done certain things and they're not happy with it, if you don't agree with it, say so. Say, mm -hmm. here's what actually happened, employer. I actually didn't do this. I wasn't working on this project. I was working on the other project. So you can't blame me for the, the first project not succeeding. Make that clear. Put that in writing, in an email. It doesn't have to be a formal document. It doesn't have to be a formal meeting with HR. It can be a simple email. By doing that, it's going to preserve your rights because later on, if the company wants to discipline you or letting let you go because of those bad reviews, they can't rely on them. They can't just say, well, you accepted it, employee, so now you can't challenge it. But silence is the same as saying, I agree. So if you're silent about a negative performance review or a disciplinary letter, it's as if saying, yes, I agree. And later on, that means that's going to be held against you. At the very least, you want to say, I don't agree, if in fact that is the case. If you don't agree, and by saying I don't agree, by explaining why you don't agree, you're going to prevent the company from, from uh, relying on those things and, and hurt you and take away your legal rights. So it is so important to put that in writing. You need to reach out. It's 1-855-821-5900 or help at employmenthour.com. Uh, this last one on our list for this topic uh, today, and that is preserving your workplace rights, the things you don't want to do. This one will file under the not before it's too late, kind of like uh, signing back a severance offer before having someone look at it. That is don't file, don't file a complaint with the labor board if you lose your job. This is literally a way where you're giving up your rights. It, it's not kind of a way or, you know, it's you, you, by filing a complaint with the Ministry of Labor if you lose your rights, you, you may be, as well be signing a document saying, I'm giving up my rights. It's literally what you're doing. And the reason for that, and some people are going to think, well, wait a second, this is outrageous to say that. I lose my job. I, I file a complaint against my company at the labor board. Um, I'm giving away my rights. What are you talking about? No, trust me on this. You're giving away your rights because the labor board can only help you recover your minimum entitlements, right. which are a small portion of what you're actually owed. So you could be owed, I don't know, six months pay, which is $30,000. 
the Ministry of Labor may only be able to help you get two weeks' pay, which is two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, and you may say, okay, well, still, this is a big deal if I'm trying to get that two thousand dollars. Yes, it is a big deal because the moment you file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, you're prevented from actually going and pursuing your full rights. You can't just change your mind then and say, oh, wait a second, now I realize that I'm owed more, so I'm, I'm not going to pursue this through the Ministry of Labor. I'm going to pursue this uh, with a lawyer. You can't do that. Once you file that complaint, you give away your rights. You're stuck in that process, and you can't actually get what you're owed. This is a terrible situation, and this happens every single day. I would bet every single week hundreds, hundreds of people, if not more, across the province do exactly that. They lose their job. They file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. And they may not even realize that in doing that, they gave away 97% of what they're actually owed. It's a terrible situation. So what do you do if you lose your job? You get legal advice. I understand that sounds self-serving. I get it because I'm a lawyer. But it's the truth. I'm not trying to you know, garner business, which is why I say if you don't like me, I'll give you the name of someone else to contact. That's absolutely yep. fine. But you cannot go to the Ministry of Labor. You cannot file a complaint. By doing that, you've given away your rights, and I can help you. No one can help you. You get proper advice. You go to severancepaycalculator.com, and it's okay to go to the Ministry of Labor or to the Labor Board if you have an overtime issue, a vacation pay issue, no problem, but not when you lose your job. You want to reach out the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to a bunch more emails as we get down to the last few minutes of the show. If you haven't used it already, we've mentioned it several times during the show. It takes but minutes, not even minutes, it takes moments to check out severancepaycalculator.com. Use that, find out what your severance should be. Again, you can do it anonymously, not even your name, no credit card, no charge, and you'll walk away having the knowledge uh, in your head. Or there is a contact button at the bottom of that, and there's a mode for employers as well so it is the uh, the ultimate tool for this type of thing severancepaycalculator.com lots more of the employment hour is on the way short break right here global news radio one 821 is the number anytime write that down keep it you need to get a hold of leora talk to another lawyer in his firm that is the uh, the conduit through the phone to do so help at employmenthour.com is the email jordan you're next up says my wife and i work at the same place i was let go for cause because of something that my wife did had nothing to do with me is that even legal? Well, certainly not for cause. You cannot be let go for cause right. because of something someone else did. doesn't matter if it's your wife, husband, friend. doesn't matter. Now, uh, can you be let go without cause? So, yes, you're married to someone that we don't like. Well, you know, that could actually be a violation of the Human Rights Code, uh, potentially to be fired because of the identity of your spouse may actually be a discrimination. So it's potentially illegal. It certainly would require the company to pay severance and potentially human rights damages as well. So the key here is you can never obviously be let go for cause, which means without severance, because of something someone else did. The only time you can be fired for cause, it's because of something that you did, as long as it's very bad. It's bad enough to rise to the level of cause. And in most cases, as I've said many times on the show, companies try to terminate for cause or, or pull the trigger on a termination for cause before that happens, before the employee actually gets to that point where they did something that bad. And if you are fired, like in this case, because of who your husband or wife is, there are potentially human rights issues there, which means you have to give me a call if that happens. That call for that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We'll get to uh, to Matthew as well. Matthew says uh, through email, 
I was let go last week and offered a severance package. My employers say that until I accept, he won't pay me commissions owing to me for deals that I closed. I don't want to accept the severance offer, but I can't afford to live with it if I don't get these commissions. So uh, what do I do? Yeah, well, that's very crappy. And I actually want to use a stronger word than that, but I can't because yeah. we're on radio. Right. Uh, and, and, and a company can't do that. If they owe you money, if it's money that you've earned already, you've done the work, you've, you've earned the money, they cannot hold that money hostage. They cannot hold that money hostage pending you doing something, signing a letter, or a severance package. It doesn't matter. They can say, well, I'm not going to pay you severance until you sign and we neg- negotiate severance. But they can't say, well, I'm also not going to pay you the money that you've already earned. That is uh, that is illegal to do that, and the company can get uh, penalized quite heavily uh, by our legal system for trying to get away with that. So what do you do? Well, it, you got to get me involved because I assure you, with a quick letter, I'll get them to immediately pay you what they've actually uh, what they you, they actually owe you the money that you've earned, and then we can sit down and properly negotiate the severance with the company. But they should not be holding that money hostage uh, and the. the uh, Giving the company credit, maybe they don't realize that, maybe they don't appreciate it. Be that as it may, I think a letter from me uh, within 24 hours can get this resolved, get you paid, and give you some breathing room so that at least you have you have mo- some money coming in the bank uh, so that you can negotiate severance. Not, by the way, that negotiating severance takes long. It doesn't, yeah. but you should get paid immediately everything that you've worked for, everything that you've earned. That has nothing to do with your severance, uh, and for the company to try to keep it hostage is wrong. Uh, and it's something that uh, they, they cannot get away with. Before we uh, wrap up for the uh, the day, give me some details once again for everybody else on the tool that over half a million people have used, Severance Pay Calculator. SeverancePayCalculator.com, uh, the tool that I created, the tool that, that everyone can use if they lose their job so you don't find yourself in a situation where you've accepted that offer and you have to call me after the fact only for me to give you the bad news that you're stuck. With the severancepaycalculator.com website, you can get the information and compare that information with what you've actually been offered, uh, and, and then you know whether you're in, you're you need to get advice. You know if you're uh, you're looking good. You know if you need to negotiate. You know what information uh, the the information that you need to have in order to make an informed decision. SeverancePayCalculator.com takes seconds and tell others about it. You may be talking with your friends, with your family, and they just lost their job, not sure what to do. The first thing they do, the first thing you have to tell them is just grab your phone and go to SeverancePayCalculator.com. Done for another show. Lots more uh, still ahead with future shows, of course. And you can reach out anytime, even though we're not on the air here. And that is uh, 1-855-821-5900. And email uh, for you as well, help at employmenthour.com. And as mentioned several times, you got to nail it down. Get it into your head. Severancepaycalculator.com to find out what you are properly owed. Till next time, the Employment Hour, right here. This is Global News Radio.